Welcome into the Murray State Basketball Podcast, the Ride Home Edition. After Drake rolls in to the CFSB Center and hammers the racers tonight, 92-68 was the final. 72 hours ago, racers lost 99-56 at Indiana State. Their worst loss since 1960. Tonight, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that I had to dust off the media guide for the second time in 72 hours to look up the last time the racers got beat by 24 at home. And for those scoring at home, you have to go back to February 1st of 1955. Houston came to Murray and beat the Racers 91-65. Since this has now come up twice in the last 72 hours, it didn't come to fruition. But since I looked it up, I at least have to share it. The last time Murray State gave up 100 points in a regulation game, you have to go back. Uh, That would be January 2nd, 2005, in a loss at UAB. McCronin's second year. Because Lord knows I thought we were going to see that tonight. When Drake was scoring absolutely at will through massive chunks of this game. I feel like I am... There's the part of me that wants to go parent mode again where I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. But I am disappointingly cranky about this one. Saturday afternoon, Murray State gave up 99 points. Most significantly, they gave up 59 in the second half. And I thought, I just believed that this was the game of checking your manhood. That you knew that Steve and this coaching staff were going to challenge the manhood of the dudes in that locker room. And that this was going to be the test of their testicular fortitude. The offense didn't matter. Couldn't have cared less. And I said going into this thing, Murray could play great and still lose. Because Drake is an incredibly good basketball team that is playing very well right now the preseason pick to win the Valley, the preseason player of the year in Tucker DeVries. But I wanted to see them, Murray State, come out and just guard their ass off. And they followed up that 59-point second half at Indiana State and gave up 55 points in the first half tonight. 114 points in the last 90 in the last 40 minutes of basketball. It is unfathomable at this point. 
and listening to Steve in the post game on the radio with Neil and Kenny. I mean, you could just, it is, he is lost at this moment. Just, just, he has no idea. And I guess this is, this would be the, you know, the million dollar fix. Like what in the hell has happened in the last week where this team's interest and, and maybe that's it, interest in defending anybody has just fallen completely by the wayside. Indiana State and Drake have combined for 31 made three-pointers in the last two games. It is unbelievable. But for me, this entire game came down to the first five minutes. Going back to that test of testicular fortitude. I joked about it this morning where I said I expected Murray to come out and play with their hair on fire. But there'd be that part that I just, the joking part was, and yet I wouldn't be surprised if Steve had to call a timeout before the first media timeout because Murray was down 10-2. to Well, it took two minutes and 22 seconds for Steve to call his first timeout. And it was 10-1. to As Drake made their first four buckets, including a couple of threes. And I wrote down in my notes, unbelievable. And then at the 15.04 mark in the first half, I wrote down uneffing believable because Steve had to call a second timeout because it was now 18 to 3, five minutes into the game. I could not believe it. That five minute stretch of all we have seen through 25 games this year. That was the most stunning five minutes I've seen all year. You've got 72 hours to get ready for this game in a building that you have played so well in in all year. And to come out as flat as flat can be. And Steve's got to call a timeout less than two and a half minutes into the game. And then two and a half minutes later, have to call another one. I could not believe it. And I just kept staring out there at the guys on the floor, just going, where is the fight? Where is the fight? Where is the give a damn? Where, where, where? Because it was nowhere tonight. And that's the part that was just so wildly disappointing. I could not believe it. You just wanted to see somebody give some sort of outward, I guess the word is flatly leadership. You cannot win games in this conference on the offensive end. 
You cannot do it. And if you think you're just going to be able to come out and outscore these teams, my God, you have seen clinics the last couple of nights. You can go all the way back to last week when they did win, but still gave up 80 to Belmont. I just don't know what switch has flipped in the wrong direction in the last week. Just a, just a, again, inexcusable first five minutes. I was done after the five minutes. I mean, it was, you know, you sit there and you're like, well, maybe we're going to get some sign of life when they're down 15 and then they're down 17 Tucker DeVries was spectacular again tonight and I get this seems to be the 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 lesson right now is the teams are not afraid of Murray and it seems like teams best players we're getting a showcase I mean it's like a parade right now of Missouri Valley Conference first team guys just rolling into Murray and lighting up the racers. We saw it with Ben Shepard last week and tonight DeVries. He had 30 with 18 minutes left in the in the game. Somehow he finished with 32. Again, another media guy digging around. What's the guy who scored the most as an opponent in that building? 35 is the record, by the way, in case we ever need to go through that again, which you're like, God, we hope not. Malachi Smith from Chattanooga in 2021. Nick Mayo uh, in 2019. 36 is the record. 36 from Malachi Smith. 36 from Nick Mayo. Ben Shepard at 35 last week. DeVries, 32. Isaac Spencer had 42. That's your all-time record. That's how much time I was just spending with my nose in the media guide tonight for the second game in a row. There is a there is a body language issue right now. And I understand that you can be upset when you're down 15, down 18. Guys are getting taken out of the game. And there looks like, you know, their puppies got kicked. I mean, they're just like really down. Not good. You get into games like this, it doesn't even matter if it's fake enthusiasm. Somebody's got to be able to rise up and try to get, get things going. That crowd in there was dying for something to cheer for. Dying for it. There was one point DeVries finally missed and the crowd cheered like almost out of sheer amazement that he finally missed a shot because that dude was on fire again tonight. And Steve Prohm seemed like they threw all kinds of guys at him. And he kept he kept knocking them down. Defensively, again, to me, the offense, I, I don't the offense is, is a non-factor in any of the story. To once again give up 90. You got guys just driving 
you know, 31 threes in two games. That's fine. You've got guys just flat beating racer defenders off the dribble and just straight line drives to the rim. And then there's nobody there to protect the rim. You know, the goalie there that's supposed to be able to rotate back to help. It's just not there. Like, it's just, it's such a systemic breakdown, it seems like, that the racers were just unable to get any kind of stop tonight, especially when they needed it. The moment in the game where I thought the racers had a chance, it was 41-23. They go on a 6-0 run. They actually go on an 8-0 run to get back to 41-31. There's about three and a half minutes to go. Murray misses a three. DJ Burns gets the rebound, kicks it out. Racers miss another three. DJ Burns gets the rebound, kicks it out. I believe it's Brian Moore misses a layup. DJ Burns with the offensive rebound and put back. That got it to 10. And the place was just like, we we got it back to 10. We are in this thing. You could just feel everything in the building. Was like, this is the moment. And Drake comes right down and scores. I mean, right down and scores. Murray comes back down and scores. DeVries scores on on a just straight beats his man, lays it in. Then Drake gets another three. Then they get the and one. Rob Perry gets teed up. It's a five-point possession. And what was once a 10-point game is suddenly 17. And that was it. That was it. And I did. I wrote 18-15 left in the game. 65-41 after DeVries comes out and goes bang, bang, bang to get to 30. I was like, it's over. That's what I wrote down at that point. It's over. And it, and it was. It was. It was a... They just absolutely could not get... I mean, look, you give up 92, 94, whatever the final... 92, you're not getting a lot of stops. But boy, in those just absolute key moments, they could not get a stop that mattered. People were walking out with eight and a half minutes left. It was like, you know, I almost felt like I didn't blame them. And I'm always like the most anti, I can't believe you're leaving already. But it was just, I mean, it was 82-60 with eight and a half minutes to go. And it was just like, there was no real pulse tonight. But again, for me, we 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 can beat this game from one side to the other about what happened. To me, the final 35 minutes had made no difference. Everything I needed to see was in the first five. And that was what was just so impossibly disappointing tonight. So impossibly disappointing. One of the few bright spots tonight, Justin Morgan. Again, just... you're. Another flush it game, but but you, you can't flush all the games. So you've got to find some some things to build on moving forward. 
just to see him knock down a couple threes. You know, that was the beginning of the year. We talked about the freshman. What do you do well? Well, I think there's two things. You know, one, he's got the ability to make threes. He has not really shown, you know, he's only shooting about 26% from distance this year. He was one for his last 13 from three before tonight. But he was able to knock down a couple, so maybe just get the ball, see the ball going into the basket a little bit will help him moving forward. He also, you know, I mean, the one thing that Justin Morgan has done all year long, he just comes in. I mean, you, you talk about playing with your hair on fire. He does that. He guards the best he can at 100 miles an hour. He rebounds. He tries to, you know, get in there and get his nose dirty on things. I think that is, you know, again, I mean, we are looking for, we are digging deep for silver linings tonight. Just need to see some fight. Just need to see some fight. And it's not, it's not, you know, wanting to fight with the other team or complaining to refs or whatever. I, I, I would just... And I don't know, I don't know who that guy is. You know, I don't know who the guy is to be able to like in the huddle look at their own teammates and try to hold people accountable. Cuz it kind of, you know, it's like there's no one that's above the fray, so it's almost like, you know, you don't want to start and it, it's not as much a pointing fingers thing. It's just a we've all got to be better. And it just doesn't feel like watching it. It was like it just didn't feel as soon as Drake comes out and bang, 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 hits a couple shots early, it was just like the shoulder slump started. And the confidence was shot. And as we have certainly discussed ad nauseum, there are no get-right games in this league. There's very few. And unfortunately, with the way the schedule shook out, it's a couple more weeks before Murray has a chance to even see any of those. Because now you've got to go to Bradley, another first-place team, and play up there, a team that's going to be pissed off that you kicked their ass when you were in Murray. So now you've got the revenge factor there. Then you got to go to Illinois State, who is much improved. They've beaten Belmont. I think they beat SIU. I, they, they, have, they, are, they have beaten some teams in their building. Then you got to go to Missouri State before you finish up with Valpo and Evansville. I believe that is the schedule off the top of my head. I know those are the teams. The order may be a little askew. This is the point. Like, today would have been an interesting game, and it's two things, and I don't know. You know, Steve is not one to make – and it probably would have come off as as looking like he was trying to embarrass his guys, which is not anything you ever want to do as a coach. But it's almost like I would have been, if you just wanted to make the ultimate point, it's like one of two things. And it is, it is completely melodramatic and, and ultimately probably not necessary. But like I said, after that second time out, Man, I'd have just sat those five guys and and just, it would have been like the Chicago State game again. You just sit. 
And we're just going to let the freshmen play. Because at that point, it's like, how much worse can it get? Which is probably not a question you want to ask this week. Because it's gotten pretty bad. The other half, the other part of it, it was like if I was if I was Steve and you wanted where you just like this one's lost. He and his staff could have just sat at halftime and just sat on the bench. Let those dudes go back in the locker room and figure it out themselves. Because obviously whatever it is he's selling, they're not they didn't buy it today. And again, it turns into it turns into just melodramatic theater, which isn't necessary. You're trying to solve it, and, and I'm just just throwing frustrated non-solutions at the wall. I understand the frustration. I understand the frustration. Losses are going to happen. That's just part of this. But when the losses come with what is at least, from my eyes, just a perceived lack of full-throated fight and effort, that's the part that's disappointing. And that is the part, it's, it's a look in the mirror time now. I felt like that was what we had over the weekend. It's like, all right, we're back to work. These dudes need to look in the mirror and, and get some stuff. <laughs> have have some self some self auditing, some self conversations. Because it's not a case of they can't, because we have seen it. And I'm not even talking, hey, Texas A&M, which is like a lifetime ago at this point. But even a month ago, Bradley comes in, one of the best teams in the league. Without Jamari Smith. And the racers put the defensive screws to the Braves that night. That That part of the process has kind of evaporated right now. And they have got to find it before this thing gets gets going sideways a little bit. Brian Moore said after the game, we've got a lot left, a lot of basketball left to play and a lot to play for. And that is a hundred percent correct. It's a hundred percent correct. And this is where everybody can be mad and frustrated tonight. But tomorrow it's back to work, and tomorrow got to find a way as as the fan base to sort of throw your arms around them. As, as may not be happy right now, but we love you and we're with you, and try to get this thing turned in the right direction. Because these last two games are 99 and 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 92 is just it is it is completely 
the antithesis of everything Steve Rome believes in defensively. I cannot even imagine how long he'll be staring at the ceiling tonight. Next up on Saturday, it is a matinee at Bradley. I believe it's a 1 o'clock tip time up there as the racers will try to avoid their first three-game losing streak of the season. They're on the road at first place Bradley. All right, I have... I have prattled on too long. I have prattled on too long. It's probably self-therapy as much as anything. 92-68, Drake takes down the racers. Uh, We will uh, be back again before Saturday, get you ready uh, for that one and try to see if there's anything we can spin forward on a positive note out of this one uh, as the racers get ready to head to Peoria. That's all for uh, this edition of the Murray State basketball podcast the ride home edition thanks for listening as always thanks to all of you who have subscribed if you haven't done so already you can do it at apple spotify google wherever you get your podcasts thanks for listening and we will talk to you soon